Welcome to the Road to Life Church podcast. Here with our pastor, Mike Shepline, you will be inspired through the Word of God. For more information, please visit roadtolifechurch.com. Is, but, but kind of getting rolling into this morning is we have been uh, in something that we have called or a series, and it's been titled Defining Prosperity. Defining Prosperity. God has placed a desire in every one of our hearts, every person here, that for us to move ahead. Do you know that in the Bible, the word prosper means to break out, to move forward, and to move ahead? That's what it means. I think in America today and in the Western world is we have relocated the, the, the term prosperity to strictly financial or natural, but when you get into God's word, what you realize is that God not only covers the financial, but he covers every area of our life. The world many times only emphasizes one area, but God comes in and he said, I not only covered that area, but I cover every area of your life. See, God's, God's uh, term prosperity, it means to move forward. Whether it's in your finances, it means to break out. It means to take ground. Whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's your physical health, whether it's your level of peace with an absence of anxiety within your life, it covers every area of our life. And really, I think just a really simple statement is what ladder is my wall leaning on that I'm climbing right now? If you're here and the only, when you think of prosperity, the only thing you think of is material or financial, God. God wants to tell you that you can climb to the top of that ladder, but you're going to get up there and it's going to be empty up there because there's way more to life. You are not an animal and you were created for more than just natural things. God's, God's ladder on his wall not only covers that, but it covers every area of our life. And so we have to stop and say, gosh, which wall have I been climbing up the ladder, so to speak, when we talk about prosperity? You know, one thing, and I will acknowledge this, and if you don't know me, I'm kind of this kind of a person, is COVID has been a bummer. How many of us can just totally agree with that? Okay, but I always look for the good in every situation. I always do. And one good thing that has come out of COVID is that one of the hugest blessings I believe that has come out of COVID is it has caused us to slow down and assess. Some of us for years, we've been on the hamster wheel, just and all of a sudden, everything stopped. And now it's like, okay, what's really important to me? What is the main deal in my life? You know, we can be prospering financially, but understand that if we're not or we don't know how to prosper in our relationship with God, or what will happen is, is we're going to try to find wholeness in something else that will never bring wholeness. If we're here and, 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 you know, maybe in the area, maybe you say, I've been doing it financially, but what about relationships? What about emotionally? What about physically in your life? What about psychologically? This is what I've noticed, is that unless we embrace God's style of prosperity, my whole life, my whole being, it's an inside, then no matter what comes in financially, understand it can be robbed by the other areas. 
It can be robbed by the other places. I like it. I read this last week. Third John 2 says, Beloved friend, I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health. And then it says this, just as your soul is prospering or in proportion to your soul prospering. In Proverbs 4, verse 20 through verse 22, it says this, my child, pay attention to what I say and listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them, but let them penetrate deep in your heart. That's an inside thing. Now look at what it says. For they bring life to those that find them and healing to their whole body. Proverbs 3, verse 1 and 2 says this. My child, never forget the things I've taught you. Store my commandments in your heart. So it's not just hearing it. There's a reservoir. God's ways are sticking on the inside. He said, if you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Prosperity, according to God, is my soul or my inside life growing. And then what that does is it impacts everything on the outside. It affects every area on the outside. And last week, what we did is we began to look at Abraham's life. And if you're not familiar with Abraham, is Abraham is the outside of God and Jesus is the Bible hero of faith. There's nobody that's revered higher than him. And what we found out about him is that he, he was raised in what we would call a dysfunctional, idol-worshiping home that didn't know God at all. And so when God spoke to him the first time, he told Abraham, he said, Abraham, I'm just going to ask you to do one thing, but it's going to cover three areas. He said, Abraham, I'm going to ask you. And then once he asked him to do that, God defined in his life what would happen if he would do that. And we talked about that last week or what prosperity would look like in his life. And I want to just read Genesis chapter 12, and they'll put it up on the screen. Verse 1 through verse 4. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. Look at the statement God used one word, leave, and he said, I want you to leave your community. I want you to leave your relatives. And I want you to leave your family. And then he said, go to a place that I will show you. And I will make you, here's the blessing. Number one, I'll make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing. That's the third one to others. I will bless, that's a fourth bless. Those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with Abram, was 75 years old when he left Haran. And last week, what we found out is that when God said to Abram, leave your native country, 
leave your relatives, and leave your family. That's pretty radical, but it was for a reason. It's a biblical principle in the Bible. I'm not up here saying God's telling you to leave your family. So let me just say that and be really quick, really clear on that. But realize this, that, and I said earlier, we found out in Joshua 24 that Abraham's culture of where he lived were idol worshipers. They were pagan. They served other gods. And so it was part of his culture. It was part of his belief system. It was part of his way of doing life. It was part of his way of seeing life. His family served other gods. Abraham was raised in an environment that was way less than what God's best was for his life, but it was normal to him. If we could throw it out like this, it was dysfunction junction. Is That's what Abraham was raised in. He was raised in that type of environment. And what God basically said to him, and we talked about this last week, is we must be open to allow God to show us the roots of our past that are hindering us from prospering today. That's the principle where we stop and we say, God, I'm open. You say, well, I don't have any. Yes, you do. We all got them. How many of you are with me? You were here last week. I shared some of my roots. We all have roots in our life, but we have got to be open and willing to allow God to show us the roots. And what I want to do this week is I want to pick up where we left off in verse 1. So the Lord had said, or previous to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and then look at this statement. It's going to kick us to where we're starting today. And go to a land that I will show you. I mean, this is one of those, get in the car and I'll tell you where to go. How many of you know we as Americans don't function like that? God, I need you to show me and then I'll follow. God, I want you to reveal it. Give me, Lord, I have, it. I have an iPhone, has a GPS. You just give me the address. God says, no, I want you to get in the car and I will show you. But where, Lord? Get in the car, Abe. Just get in the car, trust me, and I'll show you. This is number one. It will always require faith and trust in God. You say, I want to, God, God's defining prosperity, and he's saying, I want you to be open to me about the roots of your past that are hindering you, and I want you to realize that it will always require faith and trusting me. See, this will never be taken off the table. The American way is figure it all out, eliminate risk, and then control at all cost. God's way is very simply, you know what? God says, is Abraham, you are not going to be able to control. I need you to trust me. See, faith or trust is like a muscle in our life. The more we use it, the stronger it gets. And the more it becomes natural and like a reflex within our life. But the less that we use it, the, the weaker it gets. And it is, it is not a natural thing for us to do. It says in Hebrews chapter 4, God was speaking of the Israelites when he led them out of, he called it the house of bondage and brought them into the promised land. He spoke to them and he gave them direction. And the Bible says this, it didn't profit them at all because they refused to mix what God said to them with faith. They didn't mix it with faith. Everything that God promises us, we got to mix it with faith. Each promise to Abraham started with God said, I'm going to do this, but you've got to believe me, Abe. 
You've got to trust me here, Abe. See, faith gives me the ability to enjoy before I ever get there. If I trust and I believe God, how do you right now, let's just say this, you're getting paid this coming Friday. How many of you are getting paid this coming Friday? Let me just see your hands. How many of you right now can already plan that this is going to happen and you are enjoying it before you ever see it? Before you ever see it. It is the same with God. See, two things that you can put in the bank that we have got to be good with. The first one is this, is God's never going to show you everything. He is never going to show you everything. And the reason is, is number one, you would either quit or you would try to control it to make it happen. You would either just quit and just, oh, this is too hard. God, I never knew that was going to be like that. The second is God will never show us the development path that it's going to take to get to what he's got for our life. He's just not going to show it to us. I like, um, it'll always require faith. It'll always require trusting. Psalms 37, 23 and 24 says this. The steps of a good and righteous person are directed and established by the Lord. Look at the term, this person is good and they're righteous and they're directed and established by the Lord. It says, and he, the, he is a capital H, so it's talking about God. God delights in their way and blesses their path. When they fall, they will not be hurled down because the Lord is the one who holds their hand and sustains them. Look at the term first, verse 23, talks about that this person is good, this person is righteous, this person is directed by the Lord, but verse 24 talks about him falling, talks about him having a difficult moment and a difficult time. But what I want you to notice is this, see, this is the way God is. How many of you, I mean, well, you have kids or you've had kids, and when they first learned to walk, they stood up and they took one or two steps and met the corner of the coffee table. How many of you know what I'm saying? And it was a, it was like, ow, it was a knot on their head, maybe a little bit of blood, maybe a, a fat lip, maybe, you know, whatever it was. But you as a parent, even though it hurt them, you were glad they took the step and you're like, woo, you're doing awesome. And they're standing there crying. God said, every time you take a step, whether you make a mistake or not, if you're taking a step by faith toward me, I want to let you know, I'm shouting, I'm cheering, and you're moving in the right direction. You're moving in the right direction. I, what I love, what is so incredible to me is this person is good, this person's righteous, but man, they had some knocks. You know, I, I think that the picture that sometimes we have as Americans is that, you know, if I'm God's, in God's perfect will, I'm not going to have difficulty. Let me just tell you, blow that sucker up because that will screw up your entire life. If you think being in God's, the middle of what God's got for your life is going to be easy and non-challenging, God wants you, you can't find it in the Bible. You can't find it. We keep a prosperous soul and we trust and we have faith. Proverbs 20 verse 24. It says, a person's steps are ordered and ordained by the Lord. How then can a person fully understand their way? God said, there's going to be times in your life 
when you just don't get it. How many of you know that's hard on us? That is just hard on us. Let's just, let's just have an honest moment with Jesus. How many of us are control freaks? Just put your hand up. You know what I'm saying? God says, I want to teach you how to stop white knuckling life. Stop, stop white. I want, to, I want to teach you how. You know, I've had times in my life where it has just been, I am just like, I mean, and I'm not talking about before I pastored. I'm talking about since I've been pastoring, where I am just like, Lord, I never thought it was going to be like this. God, I never thought it was going to be this hard. Lord, I never thought it was going to do. And the Lord spoke back to me, and he said this, you're doing better than it feels like. And I'm leading your steps. You're in a great spot. I'm like, what in the flip? How many of you, know, many of you are with me on that? I'm like, what? What? But I had to just stop and say, okay, God, I'm going to live by faith, and I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to enjoy the journey. I'm going to enjoy. Let's continue reading verse 2. I will make you, this is God speaking, and he said, I will make you into a great nation. Who will make? God will make. Number two, as I follow, he's the one that makes it happen. Let me just say, if you are carrying your life, you're carrying too much, God wants you to be responsible for your part, but to trust him to make it happen. See, God is the one that causes me to prosper, and I've got to believe that in my life. Never forget that as I follow, he is the one that makes it happen. God is the one that makes it happen. Even when I can't see it, God is working, he's developing, and he's causing things to align and to happen. I didn't say that you wouldn't have your part but what I am saying is do your part, be aware of your part, but trust God. In John 15, 5, Jesus said this. He said, yes, I am the vine and you're the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Now look at this. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I want you to think about this. He's talking to his disciples and what he basically said is he said, apart from me, you are not going to be able to produce anything that is life-giving and remains life-giving unless you're connected to me. And there's a balance. There's a balance. Some people, they want God to do everything. I want to tell you, I wished he would, but he doesn't do everything. He shows me my part, and I do my part, and he does his part, and I trust him to make it happen and bring it to pass. And this is the struggle in our life of knowing our rhythm. What's your rhythm right now? You're saying, I'm believing God to prosper in this area of, of my life. Are you doing what you know God's revealed for you to do? Now you need to trust in faith that he is going to make it happen. And this is the struggle. And I think a key thought or a key word is frustration. If right now you're frustrated with life, frustration, which is human, but what it means is, you know what, right now, I am not at peace Realize that if you're not at peace,
peace, you're probably trying to control something within your life that you were never intended to control. It could be a situation and it could be a a purpose. And God is saying, I need you to just trust me with that situation and that purpose. And what it is, is it never goes how we think. It never does. But we've got to apply ourselves and keep applying ourselves and trust and keep on trusting, realizing that I'm prospering when I know to, when I'm doing what I know is right and I'm trusting that it's God that moves me ahead. Verse two, and let's continue reading. He said, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. Look at that statement. I will bless you and make you famous and you'll be a blessing to others. God wants me blessed, y'all. How about you? ask you a question. Does God want you blessed? Yes. Oh, that's really good half of us. I said, in the same online, online, you just got to say it right now in your living room. If you're next to somebody, just hit them and say, yeah, God wants, wants us blessed. Does God want you blessed? Yes. God wants us blessed. But then look at what he said. He said, and you will be a blessing to others. God wants me blessed, but it's not just about me. It's not just about me. He's going to bless me, but he wants to make me a blessing in someone else's life. See, a prosperous soul is a giving soul. You say, I want to prosper. I've got a plan. Is it just about you? Or do you see yourself as a manager over everything that God has entrusted? And you're just managing his blessing on your life. How do I see the blessing of God on my life? God said to Abe, he said, Abe, I'm going to bless you. But realize this, the reason I'm going to bless you is because, yes, I love you, Abraham, but I also love everybody. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to bless you, but I want you to have a heart that God is going to bless me because he wants me to be a blessing to somebody else where I can be a blessing. I've got to see and believe in other people. I must see that God's blessing on my life is because, yes, he loves me and he likes me, but he loves and likes everybody else that is around me. And he wants me to just stop and say, okay, God, I'm blessed so that I I can be a blessing and I can have a heart that say, I want to bless somebody else. Let's continue reading in verse three. He said, I will bless those who bless you. And how many of you like that? God blessing people that bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. Oh my gosh. Let me just ask you, has anybody been wronged lately by somebody? Nobody. What planet are you on? How many, have you been wronged by anybody lately? Go ahead, stick your hand up. Been wronged by anybody lately? God says, I'll take care of blessing the people that bless you, and I want you to trust me to take care of the people that wrong you. I don't want you leveling the score. I don't want you pulling them up in your thoughts and beating them up every single day. I want you to trust me. I'll take care of, I'll take care of, he said, he said, all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. This is number four. A prosperous soul is learning to trust God in spite of others. I can trust God 
in spite of others. Some people trust God when everybody's saying the right thing about them and doing them right. How about trusting God regardless of what anybody says or does to you where your faith isn't controlled about the people around you, but it's, it's led by and inspired by God and his word. Look at the spectrum that he said right here. He said, I'll bless those that bless you. And then he said, those that wrong you. He said, I'll take care of those and everything in between. And you'll, what it is, is that you'll leave a lasting, lasting legacy that will impact others in a positive way. God created that one of the most fulfilling things in our life is relationships. It's the most fulfilling But let me even go over here. One of the most trying things in our life is relationships. How many of you found you can be a perfect Christian if it wasn't for people? How many of you know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, I could be perfect if it wasn't for people. But over on the other spectrum, God said, excuse me, but you're a person. And there's people in your life that say the same thing about you. And what God does is God comes into our life and he says, and notice three times God spoke to him about relationships. First, he said how others treat him, positive or negative. But then his reputation and what others think when you're gone. He said you're going to leave a legacy when you're gone. Verse two, he said, I'll make you famous That's big picture now. He said, I'll bless those and I'll cause the others to reap fruit. That's where I live right now. And all families on the earth, that's my legacy. God wants me to trust him to take care of others that wrong me and to trust him to take care of others that bless me and to trust him to take care of my reputation. I mean, think about this for a moment. Jesus is the son of God. And people are accusing him of terrible things. You're a drunkard. You're this. They're accusing him of all kinds of things. Never once do you see Jesus running after them saying, no, I'm a good person. Let me explain. And some of us right now, God is saying, I want you realize that those people that are in your life that have been a blessing, he said, I'm going to bless them. But equally, those people that have maybe done you wrong, they've done dastardly things to you, I want you to stop beating them up in your mind and by faith, trust me to take care of that situation. And I want you to trust me for the legacy that you're going to leave. You know, you'd be amazed at some of the things that have been said about moi, me. I mean, how many of you know, I was accused of owning a bar. Someone said, someone came here and they said, we'd come to your church, but we've heard you own a bar. How many of you know pastoring and owning a bar don't go well together? And I looked and I, first I laughed. And sometimes I'm sarcastic. That's probably not good. But I looked and I said, then I want some of the money. Is it making a profit? You know what I'm saying? And they were like, you don't? I said, no. Where? Where is it? And they told me, and they said, but I didn't run around. Oh, my gosh. No, I just say, God, you know everything. Some of us right now, every time somebody says something about us, it rocks our world. How about just trusting God? Just living, just doing the right thing, trusting him with your reputation. Are you with me today? 
Some people care more about what other people think than what God thinks. God said care more about what he thinks than what others think, and he'll take care of our reputation. You know, I think it's live right, do your best. When you make a mistake, accept responsibility, learn from it, get up, and trust God. Just trust God. God, I'm going to trust you. Okay, verse 4. So Abraham prayed about what the Lord had instructed him. Does it say that? Okay, look, guys, you got you to keep me accountable. So Abraham thought about what the Lord said. So Abraham waited till he felt like what the Lord had instructed him. Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. Notice this. He's finally decided, I'm going all in. This is number five. Everything hinges on me following and doing. Sometimes as Christians, we know what to do, but we're not doing it. I know what to do, but I'm, oh, I'm praying about that. Who are you praying to? How many of you, it's like, okay, I know what to do. It's in what I love about it is notice it tells Abraham, it says that Abraham was 75 years old when he made up his mind. I want you to just think about this. 75 years old. Nick, how old are you? 19. How many of you notice there's a little space between 19 and 75? Jack, how old are you? 42. Now look, I'm not, count, I'm not calling on any ladies because I know that's not politically correct to ask a lady her age. Bob, how old are you? 62. Realize this, Abraham didn't even follow God until he was 75 years old. And he's the greatest hero in the Bible outside of Jesus and God. It's never too late to stop and to say, okay, God, I'm going to follow you. Okay, God, I'm going to do what you want me to do. Sometimes we think if we don't watch it in our lives, we're, we're saying, God, I want you to change something, and I want to prosper in this area, but I'm not willing to follow you. I'm not willing to do what you're asking me to do. God is saying, excuse me, I need you to go back and look at Abe. Abe, Live by faith. Do you know that if you study Abe's life, what you find out is that God spoke to him prior to this, 20 to, 20, uh, 20 to 30 years earlier, I'm going to settle on 25. We don't know the exact, but God told him, I want you to leave and I want you to go. That's why verse 1 said God had spoken to him. God spoke to him, but finally he came to the place where he said, I am done doing it my way. And God, I'm going to follow. I'm going to do. And it's not just a statement, but it's my actions. You can see it in my actions. And what happened is, you look at his life, is it took his dad dying, Terah in Haran dying, to get him to go after God. It was a bummer that kicked him off of the pot that said, go after God. Go after God. See, God is always speaking. He's always desiring for our lives to move forward and to take ground. But until we follow 
and we do, nothing changes. Nothing changes. Why? Because he gave us these things called our will. And our will, what it does is the choices we make determine our life. I believe that right now, God is saying to each and every one of us, where are you at right now? Maybe with your life in general, you're looking at your life in general, and you're saying, you know what? I've never given my heart to Christ, and I know it. I've never surrendered. I've relocated him to, oh, that's a nice afterthought. Oh, I'm a good person. Realize this. Christianity is Christians should be good, but what marks a Christian is a relationship with God. Jesus came for a relationship with him. And maybe you're here today and you've never given your heart to Christ. Or maybe you're here today and you could say over your life, I have been asking God to prosper me in this area, my relationships, or in this area, my physical health, or in this area, my level of peace or anxiety, or in this area, my level of health, physical health, within, or in this, or in that, in this. Today, I believe that what God is saying to each and every one of us is, are you willing to follow me? Are you willing to say, okay, God, it's not going to take anything else, but I'm coming after you. I'm not going to wait till life is a pain. I'm not going to wait for something to happen, but I'm coming after you right now. I want us to stand to our feet, if you would.